Welcome in. Final hour of the Bill Michaels Show. Mike Clem is joining us after last night's contest. Um, I'm going to read something here real quick. I was reading the NFL, and they just kind of did their update for some of the uh, the power rankings. But what I thought was interesting, it said at the end of their uh, statement regarding the Packers, it said, quote, how Green Bay did not sack Tommy DeVito once, uh, once last night is anyone's guess. Big Blue gave up an average of seven sacks per game in the previous four games, and the Packers couldn't muster up one. Um, Mike, welcome in, man. After last night's loss, man, a lot of, a lot of screaming and yelling going on right now. Kind of a quiet night for uh, Rashawn Gary, too, don't you think? Yep, very much so. Uh, Darnell Savage, actually, your leading tackler. But like we said last night on the postgame show, I also saw him whiff on a couple. I saw, I saw Savage whiff on one, and then a, a couple of plays later, he had a hard hit, but he was frustrated because the, the guy got a first down or whatever, and, then, uh, and he was banged up. So he went to the sideline, took his helmet off. I don't know what, you know, did Patrick Mahomes start this, this weekend or what, with the helmet slamming stuff. But he, he went and spiked his helmet. Then after sort of regathering himself, a play or two later, he wanted to get back out there. But now he's got Red Batty, the equipment manager, still trying yeah, to screw his, his face mask back on. Yeah. Just, you know, it's that kind of stuff. And Keyshawn with the, you know, the bobbled punt return and just dumb. And, you know, I, 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 uh, I don't want to say I told you so. There are, I'll tell you what. The feeling in the locker room and the practice, and starting with the coach, was going up against the Detroit Lions in their house at Ford Field after they smacked you around at Lambeau Field. It was kind of like, what do we got to lose? And then Mm -hmm. the same thing, now that you're going to take on the Kansas City Chiefs in prime time. And it was almost like, "Eh, you know, we think we got a shot here. And that's what the, the way that young team acted. And last week's mood, to the point where I can pull it from, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday's, Thursday's press conference, where I'm just saying, you know, great momentum, great wins going on. You know, do you see any kind of a sense of, and he, he cut me off, like, like what? Like, were they're not up for this? And when he's, uh, another reporter asked him about, say, you had an extra day here. You know, you start, you're starting your week on Thursday instead of Wednesday, so what did you sort of do with your extra week? I mean, did you, there, was there time off? Or, and I think he was trying to allude to the players. And instead, you know, LaFleur was like antsy, like nervous, like, what do you mean? And then he said, uh, all right, to be honest with you, we got started with Tampa, which is our next game, because we know we're going to be back at, you know, 4 o'clock in the morning after the Monday night game, and it's going to be a short week, and so we've got to have stuff ready for the guys the next day when they come in. But there was this, you know, it's like the same attitude – that they had against, you know, like the Falcons and mm-hmm. uh, the one in five Broncos. Like, you know, hey, this is not gonna, this is gonna be tougher than it looks. And that's kind of the way, you know, they they were about this Giants thing. It's, you know, it's like these ones that they should win is one of the ones that they seem to sweat the most. Does that make any sense? No, I I completely get it. I I, I thought at one point when Matt LaFleur said, we'll see, when asked about, you know, the possibility of like a trap game or coming off of the highs of those last two contests, and then he said, we'll see. Normally he's like, oh, no, these guys are focused, good week of preparation, blah, blah, blah. And at one point he said, we'll see. 
And that was one of those things in my head where I went, we'll see. Is there a problem? Well, no, but like we talked about on Friday's show, it's the Wink Martindale thing. It's this Don Wink Martindale defensive coordinator is, you know, he's, he seems to have this guy figured out. He's, he's a tough lock to pick. And, mm-hmm. you know, he beat you last year in London. And, and, you know, it was even more like a scheme thing than just the, you know, the beatdown, the physical beatdown that the Giants gave you last year across the pond. Well, here's the other thing. I mean, it gets to the second half. Like, what the hell is with this Tommy DeVito kid running all over your field? Right. Especially that one where, uh, you know, he, he easily runs off to the off the right tackle, just holds on to it. He kind of looked like he was going to toss it or something. He gets 25 yards. He gets down to the one-yard line. Almost looked like he got the, the touchdown. And then they hand it off to Saquon. Boom, touchdown. Or later on, like they're running the Wildcat. There was an awful lot of gadget plays last night, weren't there? Yeah. I mean, yeah, really I know you're talking about all the, all the end runs that the Packers were calling. But, you know, there's the, there's the Giants setting up in a Wildcat. And so they got Saquon playing the quarterback, and he hands off to Robinson, uh, Wandale Robinson, who goes 32 yards, you know, down the right sideline, sets up another Saquon. I'll take care of the touchdowns from five yards in. Thank you. And so when you talk to Tommy DeVito after the game last night, he said they started calling back the quarterback runs because they figured out by about the second quarter these guys are just playing for Saquon Barkley. They got, they got Rashawn and Preston and, and Van Ness and all these guys. All they care about is the running back. Yeah, just go ahead, let the quarterback go. We'll, we'll take care of that. And so he said, I started playing like an option quarterback. This is DeVito after the game. It was something that unfolded during the game. It's kind of in every game plan that we have week in and week out and uh, kind of depends on what the defense is playing and just so happened to come up in the second half. What did, like, what did you see from the defense that made you think that up? All the defense was trying to go tackle, say, in the backfield. So they were like, all right, well, let's read them now. So when they do that, I pull it, and I'm on the edge. Yeah, and, and it happened more often than not. I mean, we talked about uh, Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith crashing down hard and then him no contain, him getting outside. And off to the races he went. Yeah, Joe Barry told those guys, I'm only worried about Barkley. Let the quarterback run on whatever, okay? I want you all to key on Bar- – I don't know who's keying on – well, I think I, you know, I think it might have been that Devondre Campbell started watching the quarterback after he started getting gain after gains. But, you know, obviously these guys figured it out. You know, as a matter of fact, Brian Dable, he was given, you know, his offensive coordinator, his offensive line guy – that these guys, we picked up on it by the end of the second quarter. You know, the discussion kind of right even before half, leading into it, you know, we hit that one big one um, where we kind of ran into Wandell. Uh, there was a lot of good discussion on the sideline in the headset at halftime, uh, spearheaded by Kafka and, and Bobby. You know, Mike, and we were talking at the beginning of the show, you kind of felt with a minute 30, 33, 36, whatever it was on the clock, and the Packers scored, but they were only uh, up by a couple. You kind of thought, you know, or up by one, you kind of thought, oh, boy, this is uh, too much time on the clock, even for even for Tommy DeVito, because his defense just at times does not come up big. Yeah, yeah, and he talked about, here, we did get the ball back, first and 10 at our own 25 no pressure. Monday night football. This is my, my third or fourth NFL game. 133 left to play. We're down 22-21. And he was asked, what were your thoughts when you took that huddle? Just go win the football game. 
go execute a drive that we practice every day before practice, which is a two-minute drive. We do it every day, different situations. Um, uh, some over all the practices, we've had that exact situation or something very similar to it. So just go out, execute the offense, and go win a game. How much do you like being in that situation? I mean, you enjoy it when it's an outcome like this, right? Um, I mean, I enjoy being on the field any play, no matter what play it is. So I'm just trying to enjoy it. You know, Mike, uh, and they got chunk plays. I mean, Matt LaFleur sounded, you know, upset, uh, and rightfully so last night. It's just playing too far off. He didn't come out and blame Barry, but at one point he said, playing, playing off, playing off, and, he, and it was almost like he wanted to say, why are we playing so off, far off the ball and off the line of scrimmage and allowing these small little gadgets, these little plays to turn into these big chunk plays, and that's what happened last night. Here's another thing, too. Another giant player said that last week in practice, they devoted two full periods for two days, something that they don't usually on what? The two-minute offense, they had Tommy running it. Why? Because Green Bay runs it so much. And they felt like they had, you know, Green Bay is like one of the best teams run two-minute. And so they had their own offense. Plus, as they're trying to sort of put these chapters of the playbook before the young quarterback DeVito, you know, Brian Dable's like, you know, hey, i got to work on Yep, did we lose Mike? Uh, I don't think so. Here, let me uh you try hang out for a sec. I'll, I'll try to yeah. get him back, yeah. Try to dial him up again. Mike, we lost Mike in mid-sentence. He was getting into something deep there and the next thing you know, all of a sudden it was like, you know, they shut off the signal inside the bowels of Lambeau Field. <laughs> it was about to be good. I'm assuming yeah. he'll call us back here in a second. Yeah. So uh, we okay. lost Mike there for just a second, but uh, nevertheless, Talking about last night's contest and the, the loss of the Green Bay Packers, 24-22. They get knocked off by the, by the uh, Giants. And, and he was talking about, you know, how some things that the Giants discovered that they could do against the Packers, which, again, this goes back to it's, it's, it's the eyeball test. Sometimes I tell you just trust what you see. You know, it's, it's really not that complicated. And that's exactly what the Giants found out. Dable said it. DeVito said it. These guys were crashing in on Saquon Barkley, so we'll just take it outside. And they didn't adjust. They didn't, they didn't fix it. That's the most amazing thing is they didn't fix it. And then when you talk about the last two-minute drive, minute 33 on the clock, for DeVito and company to take the ball down the field, Matt LaFleur was asked about that, and he talked about chunk plays being too far off. And he, he, didn't, he stopped himself from saying, why are we playing so far off the ball, off the line of scrimmage? But he, he stopped himself because he knew where he was going. He knew where his frustration was taking him. But he did stop himself without pointing fingers and without saying, you know, hey, um, there's a problem here with uh, the defensive coordinator. He, he, he didn't go that far into it. But I, I, I bet you behind closed doors there was a discussion that was taking place, you know. So we'll see. Um Let's do this. Let's let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll uh, pick up where we left off. Hopefully, we get Mike back on the line because uh, I know we're trying to give him a buzz back, and it's it's not happening. So maybe somewhere down inside the bowels of Lambeau Field, uh, Mike Clemens uh, just kind of lost a signal or something. So we'll wait and see. Let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Try to get Mike. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, we'll try to get Mike back on the line, and then uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll wrap things up with Mike, and then we'll re, uh, regain the show. Stay tuned. We got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show 
on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Ho, ho, ho! I need your window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Ho, ho! Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella, no. Pay later. Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Offer ends 12-31-2023. The turnovers hurt us a lot, so it's not good enough. Welcome back. Mike Clemens joining us back on the line. Those are the words Jordan Love is not good enough. Not good enough. And uh, then you've got, you know, the opposing quarterback and Tommy DeVito uh, bringing them back, putting them in field goal range, and then ultimately they split the uprights, and that's the Packers' 24-22 loss last night in the Meadowlands. Mike Clemens joining us back on the line. So, Mike, um, you know, Tommy DeVito for (laughs) – what a story, uh, no doubt. I mean, for what he's got going on right now, he's kind of a cult hero in New York. But, man, oh, man, you just can't let a guy like that beat you. No, and he could feel the love in the stands. They kept taking the pictures I could see in the monitor. His dad and the agent with the, with the brim. What was up with that guy? I but, know, right? uh, Yeah, but, you know, I mean, Brian Dable kind of needed this win, too. Uh, um, I know everybody knows he needs to get a – he needs to get a new quarterback for Christmas. He kind of downplays DeVito a little bit, but you talk about how does this kid come in, leads his team eight plays, 57 yards in prime time to set you up for the 37-yard field goal for the win. Yeah, that's his job. Um, third game of over 100 quarterback rating. Made good decisions, took care of the ball, used him in the run game. Um, just keep developing him. He's, he's improving, still got stuff to work on. But, you know, like I said, you know, Two, three times last week, I think he's a, a young player that's you know, doing the right things, um, making the most of his opportunity, earned the right to play today, and he earned the right to play um, the next week. You know, he's kid's done a good job. I'll say one thing, Mike. Uh, he did not really flinch last night. When you talk about the pressure of playing quarterback in the National Football League and having your team on a two-minute drill, he, uh, he didn't succumb at all. He looked cool as a cucumber. He did. And on the other side, uh, number 10 for the Green Bay Packers did not. I mean, he just was off most of the night. He didn't look like, you know, the best of Jordan Love or the best of this offense until when they went into their two-minute offense once again. Right. I mean, we've we've seen that a couple of times, you know, during in the middle of the four-game losing streak. It's like because that's the thing that they rep the most. And as some of the young receivers have told us before, you know, that's when we have to think the least. Uh, but anyway, Jordan Love was talking about, all right, Here's that one that we can't understand, and I don't know if it was really that windy in that stadium last night, but, you know, he steps to his left, plants, and he's got Dontavian Wicks, who's got one coverage. 
He's totally ignoring the center, or the safety, this plain free safety there. And as as Jordan says, you know what? I kind of lasered in too much on Wicks. You know, it was a bad read. I kind of got hung up too long, just held my eyes kind of to the left a little too long. Safety was able to play over the top. Um, and just not a good read, not a good ball. The game never looked good for the Packers last night, right out of the shoot. And, and whether it was... You know, they started to read their own press clippings. They started to feel like they'd already arrived. I mean, I don't know. But this, the, the game last night, Mike, never looked like it was right and functional for the Packers. No, and the, the Packers' first best game of the season was against the Lions. And what changed there? Lions won the toss and said, yeah, we'll defer. Yeah, yeah, put your little offense out there. And they hit Christian Watson for 53 yards and went in and scored a touchdown. And that was like, wow, this – this feels different. And they never looked back. They put up three. You know, I mean, the, the Lions, you know, matched it, uh, I think, in the next drive. But the, the Packers, with those wins over the Lions and the Chiefs, they took the first quarter. They took control of the game. They didn't score in this one until the end of the first quarter. And Jordan was asked after the game, why did this never feel right tonight for you guys? Another game that we didn't start off fast enough. Um, offensively, didn't put up any points right away. Obviously, losing a turnover battle was critical in this game. Didn't help us out. But a lot of things to just look at the film and, and learn and grow from. You know, Mike, um, the, the next up, I mean, you got to regroup now. And, and I thought this week or this Monday night was a character game because you wanted to find out how good they actually were. They win two games they probably shouldn't have against teams that are starting not to play the greatest of football or at least aggressing a little bit. And then you're thinking to yourself, man, how do you handle success? Do you come back and now beat a team you should beat and then just continue to roll? And last night it just looked really dysfunctional. Yeah, and we talked about this also on the postgame show. Why is it like the Jaden Reed show first? And and then and then it's, you know, it's the Tucker Craft show. And then, right. uh, oh, hey, oh, Dobbs, did you show up? Romeo, are you there? Hey, let's throw you the ball a couple times, right? And then Samori Torre. Wow, it was kind of interesting. He was even active. And then you got to go back and say, well, that's because Christian Watson's out with the hamstring. Oh, that's why Torrey's finally back on, because he's been replaced by Malik Heath. And now, hey, Malik, go go around to the left. We'll throw you a touchdown pass. It's just weird how the, if you're, if you're Javen Reed, you get end runs, you get passes, you know, and then we sort of move on to the next guy rather than sort of mix them around a little bit. I, I find that weird. I'll tell you one of the reasons that you saw uh, Samari Torre and Malik Heath toward the end of the game, and that's because they started losing receivers. It turned out that Dontavian Wicks, he told reporters it wasn't more than an ankle, that he thinks it's a high ankle sprain, and he was in a lot of pain. That doesn't help. Yeah. So you, you're going to go against the Buccaneers without Christian Walker and now Dontavian Wicks, who's really coming on, who, you know, the ABC crew said that LaFleur said to them, hey, you know, don't maybe publish this or whatever, but I like this kid's uh, feet. They remind me of Devontae Adams. That's pretty high praise. Right. And uh, so, uh, and then Jaden Reed is in the concussion protocol in this uh, after that game last night, allegedly. Oh, boy. So, so in the meantime, you're going to take on the Buc- Buccaneers next at Lambeau and Jordan Love about uh, trying to flip this over and get another win at home. It's definitely disappointing, you know, just looking at what we got in front of us. But uh, like we say all the time, we're taking it one week at a time. And to, you know, come up short, plenty of opportunities to win that game and uh, just didn't execute good enough. So it's d- disappointing for sure. You know, Mike, uh, I want to ask you, defensively speaking, what did you see last night? 
because uh, we've talked about it. Uh, Brian, Eric Baranchek talked about it. Bill Huber talked about it. About, you know, you've got a team with DeVito and company that have given up so many sacks all throughout the season, specifically in the last few weeks. You can't get a sack, and you really didn't do much to dial up pressure on a quarterback, you know, that you thought maybe you could you could pin him back a little bit and, and, and cause him to make some mistakes. They didn't do that. I can't figure out why they chose to play a vanilla defense. I can tell you this, Bill. Outside of Kenny Clark for a few brief statements, the rest of those guys were on the bus in a minute. So I, I've got, to, I've got the, the feeling that the thing that the Joe Barry game plan to focus so much on Saquon Barkley and and not play more wide open, and then this this stuff with Jair Alexander, and, you know, I assume it's just a hundred percent injury that it's a bad shoulder. It's just weird that they ruled him out of the game just before they got on the plane Sunday. That's that's unusual. That's just that's yeah. unusual. So I don't know if there's something going on there or not. But in the meantime, um, I think it's great that Joe Barry is now uh, camera sensitive enough that when he's on nationwide TV and they get the camera on, now he's covering his mouth. <laughs> right. <laughs> before he calls plays. Oh, well. I saw the, yeah, you saw that. On yeah. the monitor last night, um, I don't know. You know, I think he should just go ahead and, and let the other team know what he's playing because it doesn't seem to matter anyway. But exactly. no, I just, you know, I um, uh, and you know, they also had guys that have that played well and that come up with like dumb plays on special teams, like Anthony Johnson last night, and 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 guys with late hits and uh, and I had not known that stat until. You know, they had it up uh, on the TV version of it that, you know, they came into the game with, like, was it 19 special teams penalties? And they had yeah, another the four or five. Yeah, the most penalized special teams unit in the league, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, those are the kinds of things that when you start winning four out of five games, you start you don't start seeing, so how's the team rank in special team penalties? And you say, whoa, you know, those are the things that sort of get glossed over when you're winning four out of five games. Yep, Mike, uh, not a good performance last night by anybody. Real quick, let me ask you this, because there's going to be a lot of scrutiny on Joe Barry. And Rich Bisacci was brought in to kind of fix the special teams issues, which he, which he did with Mason Crosby. And he brought in a lot of his guys that he really thought would benefit this team. And some of the guys that he thought would benefit this team aren't really playing that well. So do you think Bisacci is in a little bit of trouble? No, because you know something? He is so smart, and there's so many things that he says – you know, Matt LaFleur is such an offensive play guy and, you know, has grown as an administrator. But there are things with, you know, 20 more years of experience that Rich Basaccia have that he – I'm sure there are things that he tells Matt that this is what you should tell the players. And I think, I think he's needed that because, you know, he's, he's gotten over this phase of, okay, it's Aaron Rodgers' team and I'm here to help out Aaron. It's now his team. It's his team. And all right. these young players are his players. And that's what the whole plan is. And Basaccia is a perfect hire to make him that assistant coach, not to mention pay him, because clearly there's three or four. And he may end up being a head coach in three months, right, or two months, sooner than that, right? So, mm-hmm. um, no, I think they have too much respect for because Basaccia is so detailed. But it also, it also might be going back on, you know, the I think Lambeau Field's got to get their phone lines checked. Yeah, I think Lambeau Field's uh, a little bit screwed up. 
So. Well, we were, we were almost done with Mike anyways, but I'll yeah, make sure to send yeah, him we a were text almost and right, tell him thank make you. Make sure everything's good up there, but apparently uh, they're having issues inside Lambeau. And, um, you know, that uh, I, I guess there's something with the phone issues up there that they're having today. So Mike had mentioned that uh, a while ago that he couldn't get calls out. So anyway, that being said, but thanks to Mike, as always. Uh, Mike's going to uh, then get into uh, some of the other things that are going on down inside the locker room. I know Matt LaFleur just finished speaking. So maybe when we get back, maybe we're going to have a little bit more of that if he's done. We'll uh, try to carry some of the uh, – or at least give you a little bit of what Matt LaFleur had to say. Uh, a little bit earlier today. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right now. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michael Show continues on. Matt LaFleur just wrapped up uh, his uh, presser today, and we want to get you uh, get you what he had to say about last night's contest and obviously moving forward and getting ready for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers this weekend at Lambeau Field. Here's Matt LaFleur. We're still kind of getting all the information. We got in at, I want to say, 3 o'clock in the morning. Um, guys are still going through evaluation, testing, and so I really don't have any updates. I'll have some more for you tomorrow. I know it's a little early, but is there some concern just to, that you might be really limited playmaker-wise in that perspective? I mean, maybe we'll get some good news tomorrow, but when you're going to game play. Oh, absolutely. I think anytime you have more guys that continue to go out, um, certainly at it puts some stress on you, but uh, it's also an opportunity for other guys. And we got other guys in that locker room that are, you know, just would jump at the chance to be able to get on the uh, out on the field and uh, contribute. Hey Matt, when you know things were kind of rolling for you guys, and you, you you warned us not to, you know, kind of get ahead of ourselves here. You're a six and six, five hundred football team. So you get done with your press conference in New York. What's the, what do you go through there? Because you're obviously not very pleased with the way you guys played. You weren't happy with yourself or your team. So what's your kind of process to getting to where you're standing? Yeah, I mean, obviously you take a long, hard look at the the film, and that was a tough watch in every phase. Um, And you try to make the the necessary adjustments and corrections, and you got to learn from it. So, and then you move on, and it's a quick turnaround. Um, we did get a head start uh, having that additional day last week on Tampa, so that that helps out a little bit. But ultimately, uh, so we're just in here grinding Tampa Tampa tape and um, you know moving on. So you're watching the fl- the film on the flight back. Absolutely, yeah. So I'm curious when you look at the final defensive series, what do you see that you didn't see in real time, and what do you kind of wish you guys had done differently? Well, I mean, you wish you would have stopped them. Um, it, you know, like the first couple plays, they hit two checkdowns. You know, you, you, you're you're fine with that. And then we're playing. Joe called man coverage, and we're playing way off, which we shouldn't be in that situation. We called another man coverage. That's when we got beat on that that seven cut. We just got to be better with our eyes, and you can't be peeking in the backfield and. You got to keep your eyes on your work and 
unfortunately, we didn't, and we got gashed. That ultimately uh, did us in. Were the corners playing off by their own choice, or just was that the call? Um, that is something that we're going to have to get corrected, Bill. So uh, that is, we, we if we're calling man, we got to be we got to be tighter. I'm assuming the answer here is going to be yes, but you're obviously you're playing big games, um, and your kickers missed a few. Um, are you firmly committed to him down the stretch? Absolutely. I think, you know, it's he, he's a he's a young kicker that obviously is. Um, you got to find consistency in your game, and I, I will say this: um, you know, you miss a field goal. And you come back and you hit one in another critical situation that I want to say was three year, three yards further, um, and you know he hits it right down the pipe. So uh, he's certainly capable. It's just finding that consistent approach, whatever it may be, for him to be able to go out there and consistently execute. And I, I just, you know, obviously those those missed, whether it's PATs or missed field goals. Everything gets magnified when you lose every phase. So that's kind of where we're at. I don't know if regression is the right word after the way you've been playing, but what surprised you most about just the inability to, to execute as you would have liked? What phase are we talking about? Take your pick, I guess, because you mentioned all three last night weren't uh, quite up to snuff. Yeah, we, there was mistakes in every, in every fa phase. Um, you know, we had a turnover on punt return. Um, that you muff a punt, you gotta just stay down, cover it up. Uh, we had a couple penalties, although the one I, we got to get clarification on from uh, the Anthony Johnson clip. I, I mean, I don't know. I, we just got to get clarif clarification from the league so we can coach that better. Certainly, we never want our players to uh, commit a penalty or coach them to commit penalties, um, but. I thought that was a tough one. Um, and then the other one, you know, it was, we, we miss hit the punt and Rudy is flying down there and it looked like, I mean, he's trying to push his man into the returner and the returner, I don't think he saw him because I've never seen a returner fly that fast. He almost hit Rudy. So, and I know he's got the right of way. It was one of those just freak plays that, you know, uh, Certainly, there was no malicious intent there by Rudy. Um, so it's just one of those things that happened, unfortunately. And then I thought, um, when you look at our defense, I know, thought for the most part, you gotta be careful how this gets phrased or comes out. For the most part, um, in terms of run efficiency, in, when Saquon was back there, we did a good job. The problem was, we gave up four just brutal runs that was that accounted for over 100, I want to say 109 yards, where we had missed tackles, missed assignments, and you can't have that. The one obviously didn't hurt us as bad because Saquon fumbled on the play, the 34-yarder, but we still missed two tackles right in the hole right there, or the first one was right in the hole, and he got, and then he made um, sad mess down the sidelines. Um, and then we just, a couple of those zone reads, you know, we got, you need 11 guys on the same page. 
And if one guy's got dive responsibilities, let him take the dive. The other guy uh, has the quarterback. Um, and you got to give them credit. They, there was a couple that they schemed up that they did a nice job. And, you know, uh, you just got to limit those when they are an open field. Uh, you know, the one went for like 20, where um, DeVito pulled it and went for 26 yards down to the one-yard line. We just got to get them down, and maybe it's a seven, eight-yard gain instead of it's a 26-yard gain. So, um, you know, you just – that's going to happen. The teams are going to get plays on you. You just can't make a bad play worse by whether it's missing a tackle or missing the assignment. And we had a couple of those that really, really hurt us in the game. So, and then offensively, I, I think, you know, there was a couple things that where we messed up in protection that are inexcusable, um, quite frankly, just not IDing the structures. And that's a credit to Wink and that defense in terms of just all the different looks that they present to you. You got to be on, on top of it at all times. Um, they present a lot of different looks and it causes confusion. And there were a couple situations where it really hurt us where we had opportunities to get maybe some chunk plays that it didn't happen. Um, and then just being able to throw and catch. There was certainly some, some throws I know Jordan would like to have back. Um, I did think he did a nice job down the stretch, you know, despite how the game had been going to show the resiliency to bring us down um, and create some, I mean, I thought specifically the last drive, he did a really nice job um, making some tough throws that some we made the plays and some we didn't. So, um, but all in all, it's just, you know, every phase contributed. We had two turnovers on offense, you can't have them. So when you do that, and you have three turnovers in a football game, probably not going to win the game. So Matt, when, when there's all that that you're looking at and you're on a short week, like how, how do you prioritize what to work on with the guys You know, when there just isn't as much time to, to maybe go over all that? I mean, no, you absolutely. You absolutely go over everything. Um, You've got to get some of this stuff cleaned up, no doubt about it. Uh, you know, the, the big ones are just some of the unforced errors and we're going to have another great challenge in front of us, you know, in, in all three phases again against a, a Tampa team that went into Atlanta and found a way to, to um, come away with a, a last second victory as well. So, um, yeah, you got to, you got to clean up your mistakes, but ultimately you, you got to learn from every situation that you're in both positively and when, unfortunately, when you lose and uh, otherwise, you know, I don't know what we're doing if, if we're not learning from, from those situations. You mentioned you, your guys had some flybys, Russian DeVito last night. I mean, to go up against a team that's given, I, I know they're doing their best, but they, to give up 69 sacks for you guys not to get a single one, how do you explain that? Yeah, it's disappointing. Um, there was a couple where you, you just got to, again, it comes down to getting 11 guys on the same page and everybody doing their, their 111th as I always like to say, and um, when that doesn't happen, bad stuff happens, and it's unfortunate. And, you know, I, I thought, like, for the most part, uh, a lot of times it looked like 
when he was dropping back, if it wasn't there, he was he was trying to find an exit angle, and he found them. So credit to him and his ability to to, to do that. And um, obviously, his legs really hurt us in the game. Did you see, and offensively, did you see something that you thought maybe you guys would be able to have success on the edge with some of the jet sweeps and stuff? And and did they do a good job of because it worked early? Did they do a good job of kind of figuring it out and? Making you go to a counter move, or what'd you think of that aspect? No, there, I mean there was it's it's there's going to be plays that work and that some that don't, and um, some of the jet sweeps. I think we got to be a little bit more. There's in some of those plays, there's an option for the handoff, or you flip the ball, or hand the ball off to the receiver. Obviously, it worked in the first drive, uh, first play of the game. We got five yards. Um, it it always comes down to how wide is that end. A lot of the times, what 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 is the structure behind it, you know? And I think we got to be a little bit more picky when we do that. Um, and then, you know, we we open up the second half with a reverse, get twenty yards. Um, you know, it's unfortunate the two point play. I mean, we missed two blocks at the point of attack. And that's why I keep going back to the execution. I'm not trying to sit here and say that we couldn't have called some better things. I'm not saying that. Uh, I'm as much as fault as anybody, if not at more fault than anybody. I'm responsible for everything that happens. And But at the same time, when we have opportunity, we have to execute. And we miss a block at the point of attack, two blocks at the point of attack. And if you get those, I think he's walking in untouched. So I always got to look at the process. And sometimes the results are not favorable. And you just got to live with them. And then you sit here answering questions. And I, I get it. And that's just part of the gig. Yeah, how has um, Tucker Kraft kind of gone from just a guy trying to figure things out to a guy helping you out? Yeah, Tucker, I think if you look just through the course of the season, you could argue he's as improved as anybody. Um, you know, he's he's consistently making plays, and he's doing a good job. Not only, uh, you know, you see it, the production in the passing game, but I think the run game has gotten so much better. I think his contributions on teams, has, he's significantly improved. Um, and he's got to keep, you know, keep on that track. And it, it's not a shock to me. I mean, the guy shows up every day, and he, he – he does a great job in practice. He's developing really good habits. And I think that's when you see improvement. Yeah, what did you see from Malik being able to come back and get that final touchdown there to get you on front after play before that? Yeah, I think, you know, the play before was unfortunate. I think he probably was really, really excited and didn't finish the play. And I think it's such a great lesson for everybody these plays, uh, it, it's a game of inches. And I know it's cliche, but it's so true. Because if, I mean, that that third foot was almost, or that, you know, the third step was almost down. Um, and it was a credit, that was a hell of a play. I'm not quite sure, I can't remember what DB made that play. Um, Pinnock. Pinnock, yeah. And um, he made a hell of a play on the ball. And that was just... Uh, a great effort play, a guy not, you know, playing to the echo of the whistle, and he made the play. But I think it's a great lesson for our guys uh, in terms of just the mentality you have to have. I think he 
knew he caught the football and just didn't finish the catch. And he had a guy right on his back, made the play. But I thought it was a, um, a pretty, pretty good reception uh, on that touchdown. Just to be able to bounce back, show that resiliency that we, we often talk about, uh, that you need to have, I think, in order to have any chance at success in this game. Um, so I was, I was happy for him in that moment. So there you go, Matt LaFleur talking just a little while ago, a lot about last night. Yeah, it, there's certain questions he's not going to answer. And it certainly sounded to me, um, specifically being asked about, you know, alignment, defensive alignment. And I don't know if he was unhappy with what Joe Barry was calling or the way the players were executing it. So, I mean, somewhere in the middle, the, the truth lies, but – He's not going to answer the question because he because it's it's going to draw the conclusion that this guy is pissed off at either the coach of these particular players, so he just kept kept saying, well, "We're going to correct that." He, he wouldn't ask about was that the alignment, was that the scheme, was that the call. He would he we're going to correct that. It sounded to me like he was protecting or unhappy with the scheme, but I could be wrong. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Stay right where you're at. More of the Bill Michael Show is coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Ho, 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 I need a window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Ho, ho. Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella, no. Pay later. (laughs) Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See show for details. Offer ends Wisconsin. Love that area. And uh, hopefully tomorrow I feel even better, but we're going to have a good time tomorrow. We're going to be doing the, uh, the show and the, uh, the huddle tomorrow night. Going to be live with the Norwegian Hollow in Viroqua. So probably see out and about a little bit tonight, uh, depending on how the, the voice holds up. But that being said, going to be there tomorrow. And uh, tomorrow night, we got the Bill Michael Huddle tomorrow night out at uh, the Norwegian Hollow. And really, really looking forward to that. What do we got coming up on the, on the show tomorrow, Grant? Because I'm surprised my voice held out the entire day, so I'm now optimistic about tomorrow. You know, it's not that I doubted you, Bill. I never doubt you, but I am a little surprised, too, because the first hour it was sounding a little rough. I'm like, I oh, was man. rough. Uh, yep. I don't know if he's going to make it. Well, now we got to talk about a, a losing uh, game against the Giants. I didn't think we'd be doing that, so tomorrow, obviously, we'll have to maybe have a little bit more somber tone. No guests in particular. We haven't talked to Kevin Holden on the huddle in a while. Maybe I'll shoot him a text message. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin, as a matter of fact, Kevin was in New York. 
over the weekend. Um, I know he was at the game last night, and uh, his, him and his wife had gone to New York on a, kind of on a on a pleasure trip, but they got a chance to go to the game. They went and saw Hamilton and such. But So, well, yeah, let's touch base with him because he can give us a little perspective, specifically as to also uh, either confirm or deny the weather conditions inside the stadium last night. Was it windy and all that kind of stuff? Because that was one of the things that was discussed. And many people that I talked to said, no, it really wasn't windy inside the stadium. So we can get into that discussion as well. But talk with Kevin Holden and then anybody else that happens to to come along, so to speak. Do we miss anything today, by the way? Not really. Everyone's mad about everything because the Packers lost. So I think you you covered just about the uh, – you know, I had stats about how you know, the Packers, they let the Giants do this and the defense – we know. We watched it. Our, our eyes kind of tell us the whole story last night. So, no, right. I don't think you missed much. Yeah, I don't think we missed a ton. So uh, that being said, so we'll be back at it again tomorrow. We'll kind of pick up where we left off. Packers will be back in the practice field tomorrow as well, getting ready for Tampa Bay coming to town. We'll hear more from uh, up at Lambeau Field tomorrow night on the Huddle Show. We'll probably get Mike Clemens to join us again tomorrow as well to give us his thoughts. And hopefully the uh, <laughs> the whatever cell service was going in and out up there, whatever phone problems they had, hopefully they have it uh, you know cleared tomorrow as well. So I am now uh, going to pack it up, and now I'm off to Viroqua, Wisconsin. Viroqua, here we come. Going to be uh, doing a little dining at the Kickapoo Creekside a little bit later on this evening. And then tomorrow we're going to be live from the Norwegian Hollow and really looking forward to it. Time for us to go. I'll, I'll, I'll feel better by tomorrow. I'm, I'm Knock on wood, I'm going to feel better by tomorrow. Until then, time for us to go. Have a go. Huh?